I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not thrown away my shot. I'ma get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I got a holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough. A shining piece of coal, trying to reach my goal My power of speech, unimpeachable Only 19, but my mind is older These New York City This is episode 662 for January 2021 And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast And I'm your host, Brad Douglas That opening song is from the Hamilton musical And it's called My Shot So I figured we're going to talk about Bart Hamilton Not Alexander Well, Bart Hamilton took his shot as the Green Goblin and we're going to hear JR's history lesson of Bart Hamilton, the third Green Goblin. Before we get there, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you to listen to because they helped me pay the bills, and they did that through patreon.com slash crawlspace. So a big thank you goes out to Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Adam, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Jimmy D, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Mohammed, Noah, O Force 33, Sarah, Scott, Venkman, Will, hashtag something good for you, Andrew, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Jeffrey, Gru Comics, Halfskimo, Ira, JB, J, Jared, John J, John P, Curtis, Matthew, Michael K, Patrick, and Ricky, and also Shane, Stephen, and Stuart, Symbiobro, Toby Z, Mitzi86 and Nick. Again, they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and they get uh, their name in front of each episode. They also get credits on the uh, live streams that we do. Also, they uh, get an exclusive Spider Satellite podcast only available to Patreon members. Uh, that's We're going to record that this coming Saturday and we've got 19 books, King and Black, I think every single tie-in we're going to talk about. Again, patreon.com slash crawlspace if you'd like to join. I would appreciate it. All right, JR's got his first history lesson of 2021. Hey, crawlspacers, 2020's over. We're in January 2021, JR. Welcome to our first spider history of the uh, 2021. That's right. That's right. Um <clears throat> It's 2021, so this is uh, a new year for spider history, and I and and I guarantee that, like all other years, spider history will be bringing you nothing but the unvarnished truth and totally faithful retelling of the Spider-Man mythos. You know, with you know, with you know, with things like embellishment and hyperbole, as my cruel critics have suggested, you know, I, no, I, I ignore that and put it aside, you know, and, and, you know, remember spider history is your one-stop shopping for the true spider, Spider-Man mythology. So uh, Adam wants to know if we've been vaccinated, George, did you get your COVID vaccine yet? <laughs> he did not. We have Bart Berriman down there, the evil Bart Berriman. Mm. Now, now you like you've read this story back in the day. I imagine the the Bart Hamilton's Green Goblin saga is what we're going to talk about. What this mm-hmm. came out uh, cover date of January uh, is what year is this? Jr. January nineteen seventy eight. Seventy eight. So take yes. me through this one, Jr. Oh, first of all, boys and girls, I have to oh, take in this 
take in the scent of 40, a 42 year old comic book. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, the smell of rotting wood pulp. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't get any better than nice. that. Nice. So, all right. Okay. So, as all good Spider Man fans know, Dr. Bart Hamilton was introduced a few issues ago and he got his own panel of Harry Ooh. introducing Harry introducing Liz to him. So you knew that he was going to be somebody important, you know. And of course when we see him, you know, he's just too cool for school in a 70s professorial sort of way with yeah. with with the with the kind of the long hair and the goatee with just a hint of gray, the pipe, you know, the professor tweed jacket, you know. I mean, he was just too cool for school in the 70s. So, yeah. But there were hints that not all was well with Dr. Hamilton because, you know, we would see him standing in front of his wall and behind him would be a goblin mask. <laughs> uh, and then when uh, Harry and uh, Peter, uh, Harry, when, when Flash and Peter took Harry, he kind of had a manic episode after uh, Liz left him because Liz left Harry at the end of the last Molten Man story. We just got done with a Molten Man story uh, and being, you know, Molten Man being Liz's stepbrother and everything. She thought she was no good for anybody. So she ran off. Harry went, you know, went manic. Uh, so they Flash and Peter took him to uh, Dr. Hamilton, uh, who sedated him. And then as Flash and Peter left, Dr. Hamilton said, so that's Peter Parker, huh? Doesn't look a bit like he, I imagined he would. Not a bit. Hmm. So we figured that something was happening. In issue number 175, we sat in on one of Peter and Harry and, uh, Peter, <laughs> Harry and Dr. Hamilton's uh, psychiatric sessions. Hamilton kind of provoked Harry by suggesting that maybe Harry, you know, was a little bit too, you know, was a little arrogant and uh, maybe thought that he was too good for Liz or something like that. And, uh, you know, of course, Harry just got enraged and leaped across the desk and started the fist started flying and a shadowy figure stood up and said, aha, now the green goblin shall live again. And of course, you know, I was what, uh, only about 14 years old at the time. Wait, you know, wait, 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 whoa, 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 78. You were like what? 40, 42, 43. <laughs> he got it backwards. He was not 14. He was 41. 14. Yeah. <laughs> 14. No, 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 no. Reverse the letters, reverse the letters, 14. Uh, and, uh, of course I thought, you know, I took this at face value. You know that this was this is going to be Harry returning as a Green Goblin, so I, I couldn't I, I couldn't resist. Just so I'm breathlessly anticipating 30 days waiting for Thomas Newstand in Petersburg, Indiana, to get Amazing Spider-Man number 176. What's so, funny? This is probably my oldest Spider-Man comic book that I ever got. Uh, I got these when they used to bag them in a bag of three, and they were like a dollar and a half or something. You got three comics. And I think 178 is the very first issue I remember getting in this, that I oldest one I ever saw. So I got it in a bag. Did you guys ever get those bags of three comics that they used to have back in the day? No. No? George, did you have it? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. They were popular. I remember. I mean, it's been a long time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it as if it were yesterday. <laughs> so... But, and that's why you come to spider history, boys and girls, you know, so for the, for the, for this, uh, for the dramatic retelling, you know, yeah. fresh from somebody who was there, who was there at the time, you know, when these were brand new stories, fresh off the presses. So, so we start the issue actually 
finishing off some of the events of 175, which yeah. 175 saw the Hitman, one of the uh, uh, an old crone, an old uh, contemporary of the Punishers, had kidnapped Jonah, taken him off, taken him to the Statue of top of the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Spider Man and the Punisher uh, met the Hitman yeah. there, and uh, the Hitman fell to his death, and they rescued Jonah. And so now Peter or Spider Man is is taking Jonah back to the Daily Bugle, but of course Jonah, you know, can't be grateful. Uh, and, uh, you know, has to get in a couple of, uh, digs in Spider-Man. And so Spider-Man says, you know what, Jonah, you almost made it without me wanting to slug you on. Uh, so he pushes Jonah in a chair and spins it around, you know, like a top to make Jonah <laughs> nauseous as heck. And yeah. then he, uh, and then, and then he, uh, swings away. So. <laughs> so Peter wakes up. Peter wakes up the next morning, and he finds out that his bullet wound, because he got shot by a cop in the Molten Man story, has healed. Uh, so he's all full of vim and vigor, and he goes to see Aunt May, who has left him a note because Aunt May, as you know, at this time is the member of the Gray Panther movement, uh, <laughs> and she's out there on the front lines fighting for senior citizens' right. But but well, go back here, Brad. We're not ready to quite go to the protest yet because you're not ready. Aunt and no, not quite, because uh, Aunt May left Peter a note. Oh, and, no. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, so Aunt May obviously decides to give Peter a little sex ed advice. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, figures that probably he's going to be running into Mary Jane. So she wants him to take his rubbers with him. So <laughs> you're not making that up. That panel says it. Says, uh, don't forget your rubbers if you go out. Uh, so, and Peter's saying, "Well, that's a, that's pretty good advice, Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> she's a one of a kind lady." <laughs> so, ironically, wait, we talked about the pregnancy issue last month. <laughs> yeah, well, and at that time, Peter obviously was not yeah. wearing his rubbers, yeah. um, or the little spider spider phlegm were just spiders. Oh, no, don't rain. Was, no, you don't no. know. No, you don't no. want to talk about spider splooge or anything? No, or, stop oh, it. Oh, my move, God. Move. Or, go, or we don't go, want to talk go. about a million eggs of cancer or anything or anything oh, like that. I hate so. that story. I hate that story. Okay. So That's anyways, my clone so saga. I hate the Spider-Man rain. So Peter gets oh. to the, the protest movement, you know, and Aunt May is assaulting a police officer. Oh, yeah. Now, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure... <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, honestly, she is assaulting him. I mean, obviously she's probably not hurting him. I doubt, you know, it's uh, yeah. you know, it's not like he man, you know, they're hitting a uh, cop with a pl- placard or goes. anything. Hitting him. Uh, but uh, I, I just cannot see, Aunt, I just really can't see May doing this, to be honest. I mean, yeah. th- th- this really, really is uh, ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, so the cops actually take it. Ditko would have flipped his wig. <laughs> Oh my God! Dip, Dipko would have had an aneurysm if if yeah. somebody had asked him to draw that. What's Aunt May doing to authority? What? Anyway, look, she she's doing a Fred Sanford. She's the but big the, one. But, but the cop, the, the cop has been you know per, taking it all in pretty good humor. But Aunt May yeah. has just had enough. And oh oh oh, her heart. Okay, so here's where the heart attacks come in. Oh, so she falls to the ground, and of course, you know, Peter uh, uh, jumps up uh, to get her, and he flings the cop aside as if he were tissue paper. Uh, and the cop thinks he's oh my god, he's got superpowers. And the other cop calms him down, says, "No, no, no, no. This guy just had an adrenaline surge, and he's worried about his aunt." Yeah. So, so ambulance comes. Aunt May goes to the hospital. And what this means is that we have set another plot device in yeah. motion. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt May in the so, hospital. 
So Peter's in the it's hospital. Not, it's not me if you've heard this one. Aunt May fought the law and the law won, says Hornacek. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt May's Peter's defending the, the police. Oh, my. Praying. Praying for Aunt May. So does Peter believe in God? Mm-hmm. Apparently he does. And that's something that's been established by more than one writer. Apparently Remember, not the writer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was about to say. Apparently, not the writer who wrote, wrote that one dreadful miniseries. But uh, R- remind me who wrote this one. Lynn, Lynn Wein, right? Because mm-hmm. it feels like a Jerry Conway type thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, uh, the art also is one of the most underrated Spider-Man artists of all time, Ross Andrew. Oh yeah. Lo- loving, loving yeah. this artwork, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just look at this panel. I know I'm jumping, Jerry, but look at that. Isn't that nice? Nice Peter and Mary Jane scene. Yeah. So. So Ross Peter. Andrew, Ross Andrew, and Gil Kane, two of the of, of the uh, uh, Gil Kane was much much shorter run, but they both had uh, that they, they both had areas that get overlooked. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gil Kane wrote the death of Gwen Stacy, or wrote uh, did the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, so, but anyway, it's kind of funny because uh, um, Aunt May, you know, Peter's, you know, Aunt May, he's worried about Aunt May, and his best friend in the entire world comes to sit by him and offer him some moral support. And who is his best friend in the entire world, George? Uh, his best friend is Harry. No, 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 no. His true best friend in the entire world. He doesn't it realize quite right now. But uh, anyway. Oh, Mary you mean Jane. Mary Jane? Oh, well, Mary Jane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because here, here's, cause here's where I was going with this. Um, you know, because who's there for Peter in his darkest moments? Okay, Mary who's Jane. there when he needs a pickup? You mm-hmm. know, who really is his his best friend? And yeah. but remember, yeah. but re, you know, but remember, the marriage was forced. Sudden, oh, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. I I feel like I've spent like like in the let me see I I've been I, a you're part not funny Adam Bay. went to Billy Walters you're not funny. I, what about I've been I've been a part of Crawl Space now for like what since uh, I, I think I first started coming around in 2008 I think I first started to become like a, a regular fill in in 2011 uh, on the podcast and stuff like that I feel like half of that time has been explaining how BS of an argument that that ever was for yeah. to make that it was forced O M F G. There is not a. I take that back. There's probably a few. I about to say there's not a bigger lie that Quesada's ever 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 told. But that's that's again. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. he he said some whoppers. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, remember Gwen told Aunt May to drop dead. One I remember, uh, she didn't quite say drop dead, but basically uh, she got sick of Aunt May treating Peter like a child and, you know, yelled at her. And uh, that made poor Aunt May go live with Doc Ock. So, uh, well, I mean, Gwen was a bipolar psycho. <laughs> we've, we've, we've established that several yeah. times. But I just it, it just it, you, you just read all the I mean, again, it, it just, you know, you sit and read it. This, you know, the Mary Jane is at Peter's side. You know, and it's like, but oh yes, when he asked her to marry him, that was completely out of the blue, out of nowhere. You yeah. know, so anyway, so anyway, so they leave the hospital, uh, and uh, you know, Mary Jane says, you know, well, now that I broke you in at the at the end of Amazing Spider-Man number one forty nine, your place or mine. Uh, <laughs> and um, Peter says, well, unfortunately, as tempting as an offer as that is, uh, I have to go to check in with Doctor Hamilton to see how Harry's doing. Uh, well, he, uh, so Peter goes to Dr. Hamilton's office. <laughs> yeah. Peace signs. Yeah. We're in the 1970s, <laughs> boys and girls. Uh, 
goes to Dr. Hamilton's office and finds out that it's a wreck. It's been destroyed. It's in disarray. And there's a cop there investigating. Peter goes, holy cow, what happened? Well, it looks like one of his patients went off the deep end and did him in. And Peter says, I have a pretty good idea who that patient was. All right. I better get to Far Rockaway and fast because mm -hmm. Far Rockaway is uh, where Flash and Harry live. Because as you, you remember at this time, hang on a second, boys and girls, I have to uh, drink, uh, I have to, uh, not sponsored, but uh, Mountain Dew. Uh, not sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> Which Mountain Dew should sponsor this broadcast? Like, oh I, I my mean, gosh, they should. They I feel should. like you'd have to have it in an actual Mountain Dew container and be drinking it so that the Mountain Dew label Here, is clearly, hold on. you know. Hold on. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 I see. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. There you go. There, there you go. <laughs> you just, are you drinking out of a two liter? No, no. It's yeah. a, it's a, we can't. Oh, JR is. Yeah. No, that's, that's a. Or, no, that's like a what? A one liter? Yeah, it's no, a, that's one a two liter. liter. That's a two. The man doesn't play. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, yeah, it's a two liter, two point one quarts, actually, if you're using the old English you know, system. Absolutely. But hey, I gotta, you know, I, I need to get, I gotta get going for these. Uh, uh, Spider histories, you know. By the way, I after stopped, you drink that much Mountain Dew, you're like Peter Parker climbing stopped, the walls up here. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped drinking more than twelve years ago. I had to use something. So uh, anyway, so because you know because. Uh, Peter um, and Flash, uh, F Peter was actually Flash's roommate after for a brief period of time uh, after Harry blew up the, their apartment back in issue number 136. And uh, Flash said, you know, I didn't, uh, I kind of like the idea of having a roommate. And uh, so I asked, you know, so when Harry got out of the loony bin uh, in issue 151, uh, Flash asked Harry to room with him. So, so, you know, Peter says, I better, you know, better go to Far Rockaway, which is where Harry and Flash live. And uh, of course, you know, Flash is getting there. Flash has gone grocery shopping and uh, and uh, he walks in and the apartment's just been completely torn up and the green goblin is there. Uh, yeah. And of course, you know, Flash thinks that this is Harry. This is Harry. And the green goblin zaps Flash, <laughs> uh, you know, fingers, he zaps him uh, and uh, tries to fly away. But before the goblin can get away, Spider-Man shows up and the two tussle. And, of course, Spider-Man keeps referring to him as Harry. And, you know, the Goblin doesn't give him any reason to doubt that it is, you know, because we're, we're playing this red herring thing. Uh, throws a high-voltage bat at him. But Spidey easily recovers and begins knocking the Goblin around. Uh, and in a last-ditch attempt to distract Spider-Man, the Goblin picks up Flash and tosses him out the window. And I there always you go. And I was always amused by this last panel. Okay. And I know that it's comics. Okay. So we have to yeah. set up, you know, cliffhanger or whatever. But do you see Spider Man jumping right after Flash to save him? No. no he's thinking, he's thinking about he's, it. He's monologuing. <laughs> so he goes, Lord, no, he's doing it again, just like he did to Gwen Stacy. The Green Goblin is murdering someone near to me. By the time you're done saying this, Flash is going to be a puddle on the pavement. What, what's and funny is Spider-Man's like, he's murdering somebody near to me. And Flash is like, I'm not dead. <laughs> Wait till issue yeah. 700. Yeah. 
that's well, that's issue actually, one eight hundred actually. So uh, seven hundred is when uh, Dan Slott killed Peter Parker. Remember? Um, By the so, way, I, 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 I put funny. up the um, Spider Man is standing there talking about how the Goblin is killing somebody while Flash is falling. It's like well, stop talking and jump after it. So. Horn a sec. I I put the Mountain Dew logo up just for you. Right right up by Jr's Goblin. Oh, but, I, but Mountain PepsiCo. If you're watching, that would be a great place right there. But you see, the thing is, boys and girls, that's not the real the, the Green Goblin Spider Man is not the real treat of the issue. Okay, that's not why what you really want it. Well, it, it's it's a, a hostess fruit pie ad. Thor, oh my. Thor in the Dingaling family. Oh my God! Uh, Let, let's hear it. Basically. Uh, a bunch of Asgard, uh, uh, space hillbillies called the Dingalings, led by Grandma Dingaling. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're attack, they attack Thor, and I'm assuming Sif. Uh, Here, hold it up. Hold it up. Let's see it. Okay. I got your full screen. There you go. There's the Dingalings. Not to be confused with like the Andy Griffith show. What were those? The Darlings? Uh, I remember, yeah. well, Ernest T. Bass. I remember Ernest T. I don't remember what the rest of them are called. Denver Pyle was was the father, I think, of all of them. And, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, but the you know the Dinglings uh, though are easily distracted, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Sip brings them some uh, hostess uh, hostess fruit pies, and so they stop attacking Thor, um, and uh, you know Grandma Grandma Dingling is going, you fools, we almost had the yellow haired one in our power dumb cousins and thor says forsooth right. milady not so dumb they knoweth of yon delicious snack which is ah. of course hostess fruit pies got it there you go all right next issue good looking cover again yep 177 of asm that's right so starts off peter saves flash to no one's surprise and the goblin gets away the spy makes sure that <laughs> As Spidey makes sure that Flash is okay, we see that Flash has already actually figured out something that Spider-Man won't figure out at all on his own, to be honest, until he takes off the mask, and uh, that this goblin is not Harry. You know, Flash says, that ain't Harry. That's the real green goblin. Yeah. It's like for, you know... Uh, Oddly enough, one of the few times that Flash is actually smarter than Peter. Uh, No doubt. So, but... uh, so then the scene switches to a darkened warehouse on Manhattan's Lower East Side, back mm-hmm. when the Lower East Side was the Lower East Side. Um, and so the Green Goblin is talking to a hooded, hooded captive. He's got somebody captive tied to a chair with a hood over his face, you know, because he can't stand to see it. Look at his whimpering face, you know, and the Goblin is monologuing and uh, telling him that he's, while well, he, you know, he's valued their sessions together. Uh, he won't hesitate to kill him if he has to. And of course we think this is, this is Harry, you know, and the captive is Bart Hamilton and the Goblin tells him that he's going to remain in, this guy's going to remain in captivity until the Goblin achieves his ultimate ambition of becoming the crime boss of all New York. Then they've done that. Which, yeah, which should have been a giveaway that this really wasn't. I mean, because one, Harry was never a criminal, never had any criminal ambitions. Of course, then again, (laughs) but that's something for the end of the story. But anyway, so he wants to become the crime boss of all New York, and he knows there's a meeting going on of all the top criminals in the city, but he doesn't know where it is. So we have then a full page panel of the goblin shaking down a That's bunch of cool. punks. Yeah. To trying to find out where this um 
Yeah, the Cobra Commander. That's exactly what it looked like. Wasn't it? <laughs> hello, <laughs> fellow, hello, fellow criminals. Please tell me where the secret criminal meetings are. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, he finds out where it is. And so Peter, um, Peter just uh, happens to be wandering around the Lower East Side himself anyway. Uh, and he's, you know, and, and so this, this gives the reader about a full page. He goes into a full page, uh, heavy thought about the history of the green goblin and how it was Norman and Norman killed Gwen, you know, and then it became Harry in issues number 136 and 137. Mm-hmm. And then Harry got taken away, you know, to the funny farm. Uh, and then all of a sudden he hears a ruckus and it, he stumbles onto a gangland execution. So he takes that, you know, the, the Saturday night, uh, little mini St. Valentine's day massacre. So he takes that out of the hoods. Uh, and then he sees a uh, he, he he stumbles on a uh, an invitation, and the invitation is to the top of the world to play king of the mountain. And if you want a piece of the pie, you'll be there. Well, don't forget those re- refreshments. refreshments will be served. <laughs> Bart Hamilton is a nice crazy crime lord. <laughs> we have pie. We have pie. <laughs> Come for the crime, stay for the pie. You know what yeah. kind of pie it is, right? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah, there you go. Synergy. (laughs) Unlike Brad, Peter is smart enough to realize, though, that uh, this is actually gangster talk. You know. (laughs) Oh, it's two-finger. Refreshment (laughs) means cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I better stop this crime. (laughs) Cocaine is against the law. Oh. I was about to say, Peter, Peter, pain. Peter, putting up the two, Peter putting up the two. Hmm. <laughs> Remember the issue of Daredevil where Daredevil was talking about the black cat and then he put oh, his. Stop that. Get out yeah, of here. That, that, was, that was real, boys and girls. Stop oh, my it. Lord. So. You know. Anytime you anyway. make. Anyway, Aunt May does not approve of this. <laughs> oh, no. So back at, back at the hospital is Anna and Mary Jane are visiting Aunt May. May vapor locks again. I, I was about to say I don't know how, I, you know, <laughs> I, I had a I have a cousin I have a cousin who has has been an EMT for a long time, and I remember she told me years ago, you know, she'd tell me some of the stories that people would say, and, you know, she, uh, you know, people who had, you know, because she was always running around. In fact, I used her as a reference for a part to you know apartments because as an EMT, she had gone to virtually every apartment complex in the yeah. city, and she knew which ones were the drug havens and anything like that. Anyway, but um, so, but she was also an accountant, an EMT and an accountant, and uh, you know, she was talking to one lady why she hadn't paid her taxes or why she didn't get in or whatever, and the lady claimed that she had had five heart attacks, and. Yeah. Uh, of course, and my cousin said this was absolutely stupid because if she had had five heart attacks, either she wouldn't be alive or she'd be. And I'm thinking, well, you haven't you haven't met Aunt May, have you? Because <laughs> well, Aunt May is had a bunch, so Aunt May's hey, having a. Hey, hang on, Brad, go back to that picture of Aunt May again. There you go. She looks like a mummy. <laughs> she, I, I mean, literally, look at she looks like she, she looks like she's she's drier than a Baptist church during Prohibition. <laughs> Like she hadn't had any water for like, you know, like 10 weeks. As Adam says, Aunt May is just lucky the cops didn't cap her ass. (laughs) But it still doesn't look as bad as Eric Larson drew. No, (laughs) Eric Larson's Aunt May is bad. Oof. So, well, Mary Jane, you know, rushes to the phone, you know, because thinking that, you know, the doctors will need Peter's permission if they have to operate. Mm -hmm. But he's not answering the phone. No. All right. So swinging around the city at this time, Spider-Man remembers that there's a restaurant 
the Top of the World Trade Center called Top of the World. So we visit a place lost to history, boys and girls, the Twin Towers. Mm. And, uh, you know, the uh, a collection of gangsters uh, has been called to order by Silvermane. Now, there you go. the last I remembered seeing Silvermane, he had drank from the formula um, that was derived from the mysterious tablet, and he had de-aged into nothingness. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, he's there. He's not only not de-aged, but he's also not old and decrepit like he was. He's got a shock of Wolfman Jack hair. You know? <laughs> and it's like, where the hell did this guy come from? The last wow. I knew, he was nothing. He's looking but, great, man. Yeah, he's looking pretty good for somebody who, who was nothing. Um, it looks like uh, Ricardo Montalban coming out of COVID quarantine. Welcome to Fantasy Island. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, he kind of looks like Khan in a way. There we go. Yeah. With uh, all that hair, you know, it's like yeah. Ricardo Montalban hadn't been to the barber in two weeks. Yeah. So, so anyway, this dude is, uh, he's a comfortably middle-aged with a full shot of hair. So I don't know how he got out of his previous predicament, but this is before his cyborg days anyway. So Silvermane, of course, is proposing. By the way, JR, talk about he likes to talk. Look at that. Word balloons everywhere. Woo. Well, and, and look, poor fat Jack Jackson was gunned down on his way to this meeting. Oh, man. You know, I mean, fat Jack Jackson, we hardly knew ye. You know? I bet you know, you know what would have been funny is like Fat Jack uh, was like ironic and he was actually like real thin or something. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That would have been hysterical. Absolutely. Yep. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> My zing. Anyway. Just cut George. Oh. So Silverman, of course, is proposing what all crime bosses do is propose they all unite in one syndicate under his rule. Yeah. The Green Goblin goat comes in and basically proposes the same thing. Well, Silvermane doesn't take too kindly to this intrusion. The Goblin doesn't have an invitation. Uh, so, you know, obviously. And that he does kind of look like Ricardo there. Looks like Colin there. <laughs> look at that. Uh, hair. Look at that glorious hair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> literally, literally a Silvermane. A Silvermane. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. That's, That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Damn. It's the seventies, boys and girls. So yeah. he anyway, the goblin makes quick work of all Silvermane's goons. So having everyone's attention, he asks the mobsters which of the superheroes causes them the most trouble. And they all say Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Mm. And the goblin responds, Well, I can eliminate Spider-Man for you because I know who he is. And anyway, so Spider Man say, uh, "There's a, see, Spider Man has made his way down the shaft and the ventilator, and he says, "Oh no, the Green Goblin is about to reveal my secret identity, and when he does, Spider Man is finished." To be continued, boys and wait, girls. Wait thirty days another on that great, one. Another great cliffhanger. Yep. And this next one, I love this cover. It sums up Spider Man's life, doesn't it? Right there. <laughs> Sums up the dilemma. One seventy-eight. You know, kind of like Stanley said, always said he always liked the classic dilemma. Aunt May needs her medicine, but Spider-Man mm -hmm. has to be out saving the world or something or other. So, yes, yep. Aunt May is dying, and only Peter can save her. But yep. where is he? Where's Peter? Well, she knows where he is. <laughs> He's Spider-Man, but this is anyway. Well, we haven't had that. We haven't had the retcon yet. We haven't had parallel lives yet. So, yeah. So we're, you know, and George has had enough. 
George's absolutely had yeah, enough. No doubt. But uh, but uh, we can't. Or time waits for time and Facebook wait for no, no doubt. Man. We got to go. So you know we're we're at the beginning of Amazing Spider-Man 178, where we're we're where the previous issue left off with the Goblin threatening to expose Spider-Man's secret identity. Yeah. Well. The other mobsters saying, you know, this really ain't a bad idea. If the Goblin can really do this, you know, maybe we ought to listen to what he has to say. Well, Silvermane, you know, he doesn't think too highly of that, you know. And he says, well, you know, Goblin, you know, he says, one, I don't, you know, you you actually deliver Spider-Man and, and we'll talk. And the Goblin yeah. says, well, all right, I'll bring Spider-Man to you within 24 hours. Right. So he goes off and Silvermane says that nut job may actually succeed. I can't let that happen. <laughs> so, so Spider-Man's heard enough, but as he turns around to make his way out of the shaft, he does a blang on the grate with his elbow. You he know. does a blang. He oh, does a blang. Yeah. Go to the it. Sorry. found it. Yeah. yeah. See, he There's does a blang. a blang. Okay. And then of course, now that he's caught, you know, uh, now we're going to have a bunch of other Omna, Omna, Omnipedias. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So we have, so when he kicks the, 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 the grating off, it's a, it's a crang. Okay. Oh, there's a crang. Yeah. It's a crang. Oh, there's a crang. Okay. okay. And when the, the mobster shoot at him, it's a spow and a spack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yep, there you go. You know, and uh, if he'd been watching Star Trek, there'd been a Spock. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, boy, kind of that, that went bad as, as bad as a wrong answer on Wheel of Fortune or whatever. But anyway, or <laughs> Spider-Man makes short work of these losers. But Silvermane slinks away. The scene switches to the hospital where May Parker's situation is stabilized. But that could change at any moment. They may have to operate but only if they can get the next of kin to sign the consent forms. Mary Jane can't get hold of the next of kin. So she leaves the hospital to go looking for Peter. Here's the problem. Wouldn't they have had Peter sign consent forms upon May's admission to the hospital? No, hospitals are disorganized, aren't they? When I go to the vet and I drop (laughs) the cat off, when I drop the cat off for a kennel stay, I well, have to sign a consent form that says if your cat vapor locks at any time during this kennel stay, well, we can do something. We have well, your permission to do something. Maybe that's what Peter did wrong. He should have taken Aunt May to the vet because she's an old bat. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow. George, Peter's reading this in a book. I wouldn't say you're better than that, Douglas, but you're really not. <laughs> so, but anyway, that, that, that's something that really never, unless this was 1978 and the rules were different. But I, I just, it's like I said, you can't take your pet to the for a kennel stay without signing the consent form. And uh, plus, uh, you know, anytime I've signed, you know, when I've gone to the doctor, I've had to list like, you know, list three people that we can contact, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I told my daughter, I said, you know, you're officially grown up now because I've listed you as a contact in case I die. No uh, so during this episode. <laughs> yeah. So this was 1970. Anyway, we waste a page with Peter trying one of Glory Grant's carrot milkshakes. I've, you know, yeah. hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, sweet, like, but- I like Glory. Yeah, yeah, what was the point of the carrot milkshake? I, I mean, I, I do too, but carrot milkshakes, I mean, she's lucky she's hot. <laughs> yeah. I, but, she's uh, flirting with him back in the day too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think Jerry Conway, Conway always, 
I think when Jerry Conway invented her, he intended, uh, you know, he intended uh, her and Peter to to have something, but uh, that was probably a little bit too, uh, a little bit too progressive for the nineteen uh, seventies. At one point, they went to like. Um, I'm sorry, I got sunflower season. Did they go on a date? The top. They went to like Coney Island or something like that together, mm. and it it seemed by like the way that they were drawn that they were clearly on a date. But the story, the dialogue didn't didn't yeah match too- what was going. But yeah. I mean, like there was there, they were like kind of. They were on the bus or like uh, the train, and they were there was a little bit of uh, canoodling going on. Ooh, canoodle! Mm. I, I think when Conway created her, he intended, uh, but that probably wasn't going to fly in the mid nineteen seventies. So, but um, so anyway, we go back to the goblin and his lair, uh, and basically the only point of that is for the goblin to leave another red herring that maybe he's really Harry Osborne. It's part of Hamilton who's tied to the chair. So, but Mary Jane is looking for Peter. She stops at the Daily Bugle. Uh, and after Jonah, you know, goes on a rant about trying to find Peter himself and he's never around, blah, blah, blah. Mary Jane <laughs> kind of explains, you know, this is pretty serious, Jonah. You know, Jonah comes down and he says, well, you know, MJ, uh, uh, try to call him again from here. You know, can't hurt. Uh, so uh, Mary Jane does get a hold of Peter, who's Peter was is changed the Spider-Man. He's going out looking for the goblin, but the phone just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. The curiosity gets the best of him. He goes back in, answers the phone. It's Mary Jane saying, Peter, you got to, you know, Aunt May's, uh, you got to come and sign the, let him, you know, give him permission to operate. Uh, so he does, you know, so he, mm-hmm. he, he's headed to the hospital, but once he's leaves, he's attacked by the green goblin. He escapes him his grasp once, but the goblin is persistent. And he captures Spider-Man in an expanding ghost blanket. So here it goes. Here we go, uh, Brad. You're wondering what that thing does or what that ghost thing did. Yeah, what is it called? Here, I'm getting I'm getting there. It's going slow. Hold on. There it goes. The ghost. It's like a, a little net. Yeah, it's like a it's like a glad bag, is what it is. <laughs> but it's made of polymers that are stronger than steel. Yeah, there you go. So the goblin is going to take him to Silvermane and drop him off in the mobsters and show him that he means business. Right. And we get the last panel with. That's a good panel. So, you know, we we get one of these classic conundrums. You know, Aunt May needs Peter, but Peter is otherwise preoccupied with being spider. What, what, George? That that goblin uh, ghost thing. It does different things sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, in the past, it's been used to like give off smoke. Other times, it's like some kind of choking gas. So there, it does more than one thing. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, uh, yet, a, yet, an, yet another good cliffhanger. Oh, Jim. my heart is about to give out just like Aunt May's. You know, no three doubt. cliffhangers in a row. And this is the fourth part of a story. This is the longest Green Goblin story. By the way, look up to this point. Look at Silvermane's hair. Just flowing, mm. just flowing down there in that cover. Look at that silver mane hair. It's it's like he ought to be fighting Wolverine or saber tooth hair <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah. Old man Logan, you know, mm-hmm. with, with yeah, the yeah, white yeah. hair. So anyway, part four begins where part three ended. But Spider Man is the Goblin's prisoner in a big ghost sheet. He's taking but, out the trash, right? <laughs> but, yeah, hefty, hefty, hefty. Uh, but fortunately for Spider Man, some of Silvermane's goons fire a bazooka. At the goblin, and as the shells explode, they damage the glider, and the 
goblin's got to focus all his attention on keeping the glider up, you know, uh, up in the air. So he drops Spider-Man, and the the, the the bazooka shells also damage the the ghost blanket, and he busts out of the ghost blanket. The goblin flies away. Spider-Man lands in a large garbage unit where he's found <laughs> by some of Silvermane's other goons. He's unconscious. You know what that looks like? It looks like uh, our last episode with Clone Saga. He's going right in the trash. Right there. <laughs> Oh, come on. Now you guys are just repressing laughter. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to sympathy laugh for you, Douglas. Oh. I respect you too much. All right. All right. When I get a good one, I will admit you laugh. I, I, I'm a machine gun joker, so I, I, I throw a lot of jokes at, at you, and you, one will hit eventually. Sure. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. So far, you've had the aim of a stormtrooper. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Goblin gets away. Spider Man breaks free. Peter goes to the hospital. Mary Jane is, you know, not too happy with him. You know, Peter goes, "How's Aunt May? Well, she's okay now. No thanks to you." Yeah. Uh, and uh, they've already taken Aunt May. They prepped her for surgery, and they're going in. And you know, and Peter's going, "Oh, it's all my fault! It's all my fault!" You know, mm-hmm. and Mary Jane actually, the previous panel, told him to put a sock in it. <laughs> uh, Mary Jane telling Peter he can pray. I'll take uh, stuff you'll never see in a modern uh, comic today for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, but yeah. back at the um, let's see here. Green Goblin, Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah, we get a couple. Yeah, yeah. again, a, a couple pages of which is becoming wearying at this point in time. You know, the the Goblin goes, he goes, and he says something sinister. You know, makes everybody think he's Harrigan, and then goes back out. Uh, so, um, back at the hospital, uh, Joe Robertson shows up, uh, and to, to give Peter a little moral support. Um, then uh, they get news that Aunt May will be okay as long as she doesn't exert herself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Silvermane is at Radio City Music Hall watching the late, and it says they're watching the latest Disney movie, which opened to mixed reviews. What was that? Well, I did a little Wikipedia research. Okay. This particular issue, and I'm getting some feedback here. I am too. Let me, let me see who it is. I think it's George. I think it's George. Feedback from what? It's gone it's, now. I've gotten it occasionally. Now. It's gone now. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyway, so they're watching a movie, and it says it, it opened to mixed reviews, but it's filling the rafters or whatever. So I said, oh, what movie is this? And so the cover date is April 1978. So I figured the story had to be written within, the, like, the previous six months or whatever. Well, the only the only three Disney movies I could come up with were Pete's Dragon, Candleshoe, mm. which I had never heard of. No. So Jody Fo- apparently Jody Foster was I'd never heard of that and returned from Witch Mountain. None, yeah, but none of which I can see Silvermane going to. You know. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, gee, I yeah. now listen, JR, I'm a 48-year-old man. I watched some Witch Mountain. Those movies were crazy. Well, well Silvermane watched Witch Mountain. I, I, <laughs> but then the again, hair. Silvermane appears to be accompanied by somebody considerably younger than him. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's it. You know, maybe he's uh he's uh with heart. Oh, put my seat back. Yep, I'm getting so heavy, my seat's sinking. Um, so anyway, those are the only three. 
Christ, JR. That was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, gravity's turned against you. <laughs> gravity. JR versus gravity. Who wins? I, uh, hey, I, I just should have retired years ago. When I turned 50, I should have turned it in. But uh no. but no, I just I, I just I'm too dedicated. I I pull dedicated you back in to the crawl space. Whenever I think I'm out. Right, pulls me back. I do. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so hey, so anyway, Silvermane's watching Return to Rich, Return to Witch Mountain or whatever at Radio City Music Hall, and the Green Goblin flies in saying, "This but movie's a piece of crap. I'll I'll save you from it." Real quick, he's watching it with Charles Bronson. It looks like over there and his girlfriend. <laughs> the, the Green Goblin comes in and starts yelling out spoilers because he's that evil. Yep. <laughs> so. At the hospital, Robbie receives a call from Jonah, and uh, Jonah wants Peter to go take pictures. And Jonah and Robbie says, "Oh Jesus, Jonah, have a heart." You know, of course, <laughs> Jonah doesn't have one. But uh, but Robbie and Peter said, "You know what? Aunt May's not going to come out from anesthesia for several hours. I might as well have something to do, earn a few bucks." So yeah. Peter goes there, and of course, the Green Goblin is there, and Peter switches to Spider Man, and uh, you know, the Goblin is trying to take Silvermane away on his glider. Spider-Man is trying to save Silvermane. He jumps on the glider. The glider's up in the air. It gets too heavy. Spider-Man's webbing snaps, and all three of them appear to be plummeting to their deaths. Oh, I'll so get it. Go back. There we go. Right there. Plummeting. That's what you're talking about. That's a good shot. Yeah. I, the thing is, I didn't know that Radio City was quite that big. I've walked by. I've, I've never been inside Radio City Music Hall. I've walked by it a lot of times. There, Just, yeah, that stuff in New York is like the TARDIS on Doctor Who. It's always bigger on the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I remember uh, someone talking about uh, Ross Andrew about how he really went to New York places and uh, I think took pictures and incorporated mm-hmm. that in his art so he mm-hmm. could be accurate. Like if someone was at Radio City Music Hall, he could say, hey, you know what? That, kind of, that looks like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, underrated artist. So, but, the, but we go back to the goblin lair. You see the, the, the goblins uh, hostage uh, has been, uh, you know, turned, uh, knocked over the chair and has been inching toward the, cause the goblin left a damaged glider there and he's been inching toward the blades, which are exposed and he cuts himself loose. And in the last panel, we see that it's, oh my God, it's Harry Osborne. All this time we thought that Harry Osborne was the green goblin. Bart Hamilton was a guy in a chair, but it's Harry in the chair. It's like, so who could the green goblin be? You know, three guesses and two of them are wrong. It's Kindred. So, look at look at yeah, look at look at Harry because this is how young people dressed. Yeah, in seventy eight. Oh yeah. Well, I, actually, that gets. It, I'm glad you mentioned that, George, because in issue number one eighty, it'll it'll be even funnier. Uh, but again, boys and girls, uh, <clears throat> you know, you didn't buy Marvel comic books for the story. Yeah. You know, yeah. you bought them for the Hostess Fruit Pie ads because in this one we have Daredevil in McBrain's Brain Drain. Okay. <laughs> so basically what it is is, uh, you know, there's a, a evil mastermind who's taking control of people's minds and making them steal. And, uh, you know, so Daredevil follows one to McBrain's hideout, <clears throat> but there's a force field, you know, and Daredevil can't pass through the force field. But he gets an idea. He knows that if he throws out some uh, host, oh, these are Hostess Twinkies. It's not a fruit pie ad. It's a Hostess Twinkie ad. Twinkies. Oh, Twinkies. So he throws you out had one job, JR. Uh, you messed so up your go- snack cakes, you old man. <laughs> so and somewhere out there, Dark Mark is shaking his fist in anger. 
Saying, look, if you're going to steal my shtick, Fettinger, at least be able to get, get your get Adam your wants to know right. if Moreland is in this hostess hostess ad. Yeah, he's not in this one, but he is in this reality. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, but the the but McBrain once McBrain sees the hostess Twinkies, he'll let down his guard, and Daredevil can get through the force field and get him, and that's exactly what happens. So, you know, George, host- do you let down your guard in exchange for Twinkies? Uh, not, not really. I just, I tend to just fork over cash. If I'm, if Twinkies aren't as good as they were back in 78. Where are they? Well, uh, Twinkies are, I think the problem is now is that free, uh, they're frozen. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're typically frozen. I think for like stores or something like that. Yeah. And then thought out like it's, a, I remember reading about it. Like remember like when hostess went out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not it, even hostess. That's just, the, it's they, not, just bought it, the, it, yeah. they bought it's the name. Not, basically. Yeah. So, so they're not made the exact same anymore. Yeah. This is the last issue. We got nine minutes. Oh, oh, JR go. Oh, this is the longest green goblin story to date. And it yeah. wasn't surpassed until the child within years later. And even then well, that wasn't, that wasn't even a story worthy of six parts. It's not an well, Osborne. Look well, at that hair. Well, you better summarize it. Yeah. So anyways, begins with Spider-Man, the green goblin, Silvermane plunging to the deaths in radio city. And Spider-Man is about to whip out a web net, but the goblin, as he gains control of his glider, <laughs> brings out, such a deadly weapon. It's only been used once. It's so deadly and so awesome. It is the Sonic Toad. Haven't seen it since what? Ditko. Yep. You saw it on yep. you saw it on a table. You know, when Norman was looking over his weapons, you saw the toad there. And he this time I mean it was so deadly, not even Norman ever used it. Can't that just that shows Sonic how crazy. Toad how crazy Bart Hamilton is that not even Norman Osborn would use the sonic toad. sonic toad. Oh, and so, you know, it just emits a sound. It causes Spidey to black out. And, uh, but the goblin grabs Spidey. I mean, look uh, at Spider-Man. He, he can't take, it's like Stegron's tail. He can't take a sonic toad. Look at him. He's that, done. The sonic to- <laughs> Joe, Brad, the sonic toad is probably the most, the most uh, powerful weapon in the goblins arsenal. You the know, sonic toad, the Spider-Man uh, collapse. Yeah. And uh, so, but uh, so the goblin grabs Spider-Man, saves him, but uh, he lets Silvermane plummet to the ground, you know, and Silvermane is barely alive. And I guess this is where they go fix him and turn him into a cyborg. Uh, Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. Look at his poor, look at poor Silvermane. Look at him. So, oh, look at his hair. It's blending into the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) So the Uh, goblin has taken Spider-Man away and he's taking him to a certain incinerating plant in Brooklyn. By the way, you know, they stopped and looked at a, is, they, they stopped and listened to a Linda Ronstadt concert over Radio City. <laughs> well, Linda Linda Ronstadt is coming. She's not there. This oh, she's what, coming. Okay. Yeah, this Got is it. like you know, it, May fifteenth, Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> uh, you know, What's a May Linda Ronstadt song. So the Green Goblin is not uh, going to Blue Bayou. <laughs> oh, there you nope. go. <laughs> nope, he flew by you, but he's not going to Blue <laughs> Now, see, uh, that's good. No, that's not. I would have said the same damn thing. No, you, I, would, was, no you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have laughed. You wouldn't have laughed. Because A, you didn't, and BJR did. And I, <laughs> I, I did. I would have laughed because that would have been funny. 
Stop it. You would not. You would have. I would have. I would have. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. You've, I'm sorry. You've not been funny tonight, Brad. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, you know, I don't and know how to see, break this to you. And see, uh, Brad is using up. He's using up all this time now that we oh, can be talking right. about the story. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. Kiss Kindred. Insert the moment where Brad rushes you through this. Now, okay. go. Kindred right. is back here putting on the suit. Hold on. There you go. Okay. So, anyway, so he's taking him to, um, uh, the goblin's taking him to the infamous smokestack. Uh, oh, no. where he's oh, uh, no. yeah, where he Not awakens, smokestack. yeah, taking the smokestack, and the goblin says, This is where you dumped your clone all those months no, ago. Not clones again, you know. And uh, it's like, But wait a minute, how did how did the goblin know that it was a clone? How did the goblin know any of this? So, but anyway, so Spider Man, um, he says, Not that again. <laughs> Spider-Man comes to, and the Goblin fuse, throws a few toys at him, uh, and uh, the um, uh, of course Spider-Man easily defeats him because the Goblin does. This Goblin does not have superpowers, uh, and then eventually Spider-Man just like stands still, and uh, the, the Goblin tries to flatten him, and, and Spider-Man's not moving. Uh, so Ooh, nice, <laughs> nice punch. Yeah. So he punches him, and he says, "Okay, Harry, this you know this is it." And he pulls off the mask, and it turns out that it's not Harry; it's Doctor Bart Hamilton. What? Uh, yeah. And then we get a page of, of Hamilton uh, explain, or two pages, I think, actually, the exposition part. Those where, crazy eyes. Where he explains yeah, that Harry eyes. came in. He was he was assigned to Harry when Harry went back uh, bonkers, put Harry under hypnosis. Harry told him everything about the Green <laughs> Goblin and things of that nature. And so <laughs> Hamilton decides to try out the toys. And he just gets he gets seduced by the power of the Goblin. I love that panel of him on the glider with like in a like in a you know oh, like yeah. a, hold on. <laughs> I am invincible. Oh, I am the oh goblin. My oh my Green God. Green Goblin three, right? Uh, yep. Green Goblin three. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh. So look the, at that. Uh, That's which one's crazier. I don't know. <laughs> so for whatever reason, again, everybody decides to become a crime Lord, you know, and I'm thinking, you know what, if I had a crazy costume and superpowers, you know, yes, I'd blow up a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'd throw mm -hmm. a bunch of pumpkin bombs at people. You know, yes, I would generally con uh, commit a lot of mayhem and destruction. And <laughs> and but be a crime lord? I mean, it's like you, you got to hang out with the wrong people. You know, who are going to be more than more than uh, willing to, to to kill you the moment you turn your back. And it's like I would just rather mm -hmm. cause you know mischief and mayhem, really. So. <laughs> anyway, remember, so remember the old days of crime? You had to wake your way up to the ranks. No. So we you got know. about we got about three minutes here. So anyway, so Ham so Goblin explains that he had to, you know, or Hamilton explains that, you know, he had to get Spider-Man out of the way. So that's when he sent Harry to take the pictures of Spider-Man disposing of the and we finally find out we find 30 issues later, issue 151, Ween's first issue on Spider-Man. We finally get all the answers to yeah. when Spider-Man's spider sense was tingling in issue 151. It was Harry all the time taking the pictures and mailing him. Harry shows up dressed as a goblin. He and Bart slug it out for a while. And then Harry figures he's had enough. He's not going to play the stupid game anymore. He rips the goblin costume off him and he's wearing his suit and tie under the goblin costume. Cause you, cause you do. Cause you do. Like, 
it's like now when Norman, <laughs> you know, when, when Spider-Man uh, uh, drove Norman bonkers at the end of that one's annual, mm-hmm. Norman ripped his shirt off and Norman was wearing a wife beater under it. No, he, you he was wearing his tidy whities wasn't he? Well, that, was would, he turned, that was when he turned purple. You but, would wear you would wear as little under there as possible because yeah, uh, heat. What, what, what a lot of writers are forgetting in this is that that was actually chain mail. Mm. That was like modern chainmail. That whole suit was modern yeah. chainmail. In fact, it was uh, it was also bulletproof. So uh, yeah, you wouldn't wear a suit underneath there. Yeah. I mean, one you can barely move. I mean, you know, really, can you fight in a suit anyway? So he's got a full. He's got a, a shirt. He's got probably a t-shirt, a shirt, and then he's got a suit coat. You I know, like, and on Jonathan, top of that, he puts a coat. So he got to really be is. business ready at all times, says Jonathan. Yeah, that's right. That's Ladybug right. says because he got to be fashionable. Yeah. So, there you go. Anyway, so Hamilton kicks Harry aside and he threatens to blow them all up if Harry doesn't apologize oh, gosh. for the mean things he said. And so and then Spider-Man says, Hey, you're on a conveyor belt, dumbass. You know, you're you know, you're going off the edge there. And uh, you know, the goblin says, Harry Hamilton goes, ah, you know, and he blows up, and that's the end of the that's ah, the end. Of boom. Yeah. Boom. Yep. That's the we, end. Of we've it. never seen Bart Hamilton again. He did indeed um, die, I guess. And Harry, you know, basically. On the side of a grain elevator. And basically. <laughs> so then, you know, Harry, you know, wakes up and goes, oh, where am I? Where am I? And then the epilogue, Peter says, well, gee, Harry, Hamilton was conducting an experiment, lost control of it and died. That's all I can tell you, bud. Uh, so he takes Harry back to his apartment. Liz is there waiting for him. He's come back. They say some really tacky stuff that nobody in love really truly says to each other, you know, because, uh, you know, oh, darling, you've come back. Yes, sweetheart, I have. Uh, no, nobody talks that way. Happy ending. Uh, and then, you know, they start smooching. You know, they start doing their own little Amazing Spider-Man 149. Peter walks down the street saying, well, you know, they had a happy ending and maybe, maybe there's one in the cards for me. And this is a pretty good issue. I mean, yeah. not issue. This is a pretty good uh, uh, picture here. And uh, that brings an end to Amazing 180 and also brings an end to uh, Lynn Wayne's 30-issue run on The Amazing Spider. Isn't this the, <laughs> is this the end of Ross Andrew, too, I think? Not quite yet. Okay. Ross Andrew, I think, doesn't uh, go away until... Because I think Ross Andrew drew the graduation issue. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I think it was when Wolf... Uh, it was um, around... Uh, just before the black cat showed up. Here, here real quick. Spencer's. Oh, wait a minute. Adam says, why is Spider-Man wearing gray khakis? <laughs> it's the colors. Ask the colors. That's why. Uh, talk about this Bart Hamilton. Green Goblin 3. Was it good? Well, the thing is, is I'm glad he's not. His motives were pretty suspicious. I mean, it's like, you know, he was going to do a thesis. And then all of a sudden he says, eh, no, I'll be a crime lord. Uh, you know, and he makes a comment about, uh, you know, there were so many injustices, so many wrongs to right, you know, and it's like, well, what are they? Well, why did you do this? I mean, it's it's the, it's kind of the palest and one of the palest and lamest of all villain motivations. You know, he, he dressed up in a cool costume and decided he was going to be a crime lord. I so. forgot. Adam says slot brought Bart Hamilton back in the clone conspiracy. Is that I don't remember Bart Hamilton back. I guess well, he was the Bart Hamilton. You saw a green goblin. And okay. Since Harry was back from the dead. Harry had never died. Okay. Norman had never died. This could only be a goblin who had died. The only goblin who truly died was Bart Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. There he, oh, he so did come back. Slot brought him back. He might be out there. There so. we go. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. 
log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.